and welcome back to Bridget and Bitches with Naps and Chris as we review episode 6 of the Netflix series Queen Charlotte. We finally made it to the last episode of the show and we eagerly await season 3 of Bridgerton, which should be airing in December. But for today's show, we are going to be thinking about the last episode, what we thought, and we're also going to be running some polls on our Facebook page. So if you want to head over to Facebook at Bridgerton Bitches, um, Bridgerton Breaches would have been a less uh, spicy version uh, of the name. Maybe we need to rebrand it. Maybe that will be a poll. But um, I will let you get on with the rest of the episode. And thanks for listening. Okay, so today we are on episode six of Queen Charlotte. Uh, right, so let's start. Now, the first comment I've got in my notes is that George is pissed off at Charlotte, but I haven't written why. <laughs> Can you remember why? The first thing that I've gotten is they fight. <laughs> oh, interesting. We're piecing this together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did they fight about? Um... I mean, I think that she's basically saying, I assume that you kept away from me because you thought I was gross and you don't love me, but I'm thinking it's because you care about me and then tell me that you love me. But I don't know what they were arguing about before that critical point. Maybe because she sacked the doctor at the end of episode five uh, because of his treatments um I've put yeah Charlotte asked George if he loves her and she loves him and they vow to be together and I've just put finally she does something good with two exclamation marks which seems actually a little bit harsh I don't know why I wrote that you're so hard maybe you're right maybe you're wrong um wasn't the first thing that she did right I swear she she got him out of that treatment last time you know yeah um and I thought it was really sad that basically they were both thinking the same thing it had Daphne and the Duke vibes because um both Daphne and Duke both thought the other person didn't want to marry them and Mm. in this episode both um Charlotte and George both seem to think the other person doesn't love them because they think like George thinks he's unlovable and Charlotte thinks George doesn't love her yeah yeah and I already feel like they've made up before so again I'm getting massive deja vu with the whole she sacks the doctor Mm. they have a fight they decide they love each other and I'm just getting such big deja vu because the fact has already happened but as you were saying that I just had a really nice memory of how um, that nice episode where they're both like, mm, we don't like each other, but oh, it's sex night. And then they have sex and it was like really intense. And then they like push each other off and they go back to their own thing. And I just got to say that I do think that was the highlight of the season for me, that episode. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, and then I've got about the basically people are questioning whether George is fit to rule. Um, and there's this whole thing that if but basically one of the lords, I don't know who he is, is telling uh, Princess Augusta that if he does not address Parliament, that will be the deciding factor whether he is fit to rule. Yeah. Um, and then I've put C. Uh, Charlotte pulls rank on Princess Augusta, 
Mm. And she rebukes her and says he can't hide. And then basically Charlotte takes things into her own hands and she tells George that he has to address Parliament, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And then I've just put next, Adolphus, I think that's his name, as in Queen Charlotte's brother, wants to marry Danbury, question mark, exclamation mark, why, question mark, (laughs) exclamation mark. Now, again, I'm struggling with the logic of the storyline here. Now, he is a prince or king. I'm not sure, actually. Why on earth would he marry down, as in outside of anybody in a royal circle and marry a widow with, like, four kids? Like, in terms of a diplomatic marriage which is what if someone in his position would do it just made zero sense to me or he should be marrying a princess well let's think about this a second so lord lady danbury was married to the first man that was given a title in england wasn't she then she's also the best woman and the right-hand woman of the queen his sister who's probably talked about how amazing lady danbury is lady danbury is clearly an independent strong fertile woman so for him to marry probably the most senior woman at court after his sister who has probably got quite a lot of money from her husband's estate is fertile and can have more children and would also strengthen his alliance to England. I don't think it's a bad match at all. Plus, they seem to like each other. You don't think it would make more sense for him to marry, like, one of George's sisters, who are, who's a princess, who is on the same kind of footing as him in terms of titles? I just, It did not make any sense to me at all. I get the feeling that the part, is it a part of Germany that they're from or a very small part? Yeah. Yeah. So they're not big players on the international scene. Any sibling of King George of England, they're going to be looking at other countries like France, Spain, Belgium, Portugal, Italy, aren't they? I would imagine. So Yeah, well, if if his younger sister can marry the King of England, why is he marrying down? He's marrying lower than his sister when he is literally the king of Germany. Just, no? But remember in episode one, they're both saying, why me? So they're both, basically, Charlotte is saying, why me? Why am I marrying the queen, the king of England? And we, and we later find out that all the other princesses in Europe have caught wind of the fact that there's something not quite right with him, which is why they had to get um a princess that's quite obscure who would benefit from the protection of England because no one else was was taking the bait she actually says at the start what's wrong with the king and lady even lady danbury makes a comment like oh they fa- they found someone for the king like finally they found someone so she's married up a lot but um i don't think that any princess of england would benefit from marrying Adolphus. Um, do you see what I mean? Because they are a really small part of, of Germany at this stage. They're very small fish. I can see your argument. Yeah, I, I still, for me, it just felt, it didn't feel realistic and it didn't feel very logical. And I, I think that's probably 
some of the problems I have with the show in general. Um, sometimes I'm just like I don't understand why this is happening, and it's 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 hard for me to connect with this show. But I see your point. You made some valid comments. I I kind of get it slightly more now, but I still don't think it's logical. Like I get it if it was like a love a love thing, like something happened and he just fell head over heels in love with Lady Danbury and was like, you know what? I know you're not a princess. I know you're not of the blood, like the royal blood, but please marry me. But we didn't see any of that, right? That would have been nice just to add a different layer to that interaction because it's the same problem that I have with Lord Ledger, basically. It just seemed to come out of nowhere. Um, perhaps you could do a poll. Does does it make sense that um, yeah. he would, you know, the Prince Prince Adolphus would be interested in Lady Danbury? Or did it feel a little bit... I thought they were going to do yeah. a triangle out of that, you see, but they didn't, did they? Yeah, or she could become his mistress or something. Um, we'll do a poll, see what you will think. Yeah, or she has to choose between being the mistress of Lord Ledger or a queen. Um, so she could have been queen then of his country. Yeah. Do you Strange. think she's yeah. turning him down? No, because she'd have to have more kids as well, wouldn't she? Like she'd have to give him heirs and she really doesn't want to do that. And she'd have to move to Germany. Yeah, but she'd be a queen. She'd probably be a really good queen, yeah. actually, because she's very intelligent, focused. She keeps her head. She's got a lot of skills, Lady Danbury, that would make a really good queen. And I think that he can see that in her as well. And I do think that he would have heard some good things from her, about her, from his sister. Um, I, maybe she made a mistake. She could have been queen of a country. She was more regal than Queen Charlotte. I mean, she was basically telling Queen Charlotte how to do her job at one point. Yeah, she'd do it. She'd be very capable. Yeah, I think she, so, I think she said no too quickly. I don't think she'd enjoy it. I don't think anybody, like, realistically being a queen wouldn't be that much fun. Hmm. So then I put that Lord Ledger dumps Danbury. I don't know the context because, again, I was watching this on a recap video. Do you know why? No idea. Um, oh, really? I think they basically come to the conclusion that what he's doing isn't great. Because of his wife? Yeah, but it would have been nice to un to see what happened between him and his wife for him to realise that because it didn't stop him in episode five. Exactly. Okay. And that's um, why it felt so superficial to me. It lacked emotion because I f there was so much missing from how it developed and sparked. But Yeah. Charlotte then gives birth, right? Yeah. And then I've put the mother-in-law, so Princess Augusta, uh, and tries to meet up with Lady Danbury to try and get secrets. And Danbury is doing this really cringy thing where she's trying to trade the secrets for a title for her son, which to me felt like her completely, um, what's the word I want to use, betraying Lady uh, Queen Charlotte, right? It felt awkward. I was like, God, Queen Charlotte trusts you. You're like the only person she trusts. You're her only ally in the country. And you're basically trying to sell her out to make sure your son gets a title. Yeah, and she was crying and... The thing is, I, I still, I think 
Coral is right. Just go to her and explain the situation. Yeah. You would rather betray your friendship when you've established that you are now friends. It was just not a very likable move, was it? No, it wasn't likable. And also, it's like you have your best friends with the Queen of England. She is the, technically on paper the most powerful per- like woman. Mm. Why aren't you? She, you? she could be making that change. I think she does say, oh, you know, she's pregnant. She's about to have a baby. I don't want to put that stress on her, which is very thoughtful. Yeah, and also to cap to Charlotte's credit, you yourself keep forgetting that she's seventeen, but I yeah. think Danbury is very aware of how inexperienced Charlotte is, and thinks that she probably lacks that gravitas or whatever you call it to make any real change as well. Especially because you know, yeah, she's giving birth and stuff. Unless that was what she needs, so that would help her, wouldn't it? Like she has to learn at some point. Yeah. And then I popped that George basically cannot do the Parliament speech. So basically, he needs to show that he's fit to rule by doing the Parliament speech, and he just can't do it, can he? No, but why can't Queen Charlotte do it for him on his behalf? Yeah, you'd think that she might be able to, but I think opening Parliament is super important, and the King has to do it. Um, Like, even the Queen, well, before she died, every year she opened Parliament, didn't she? It's still something they do. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Charlotte wants to host a gathering before Lord Bute can try and oust George and get rid of him. Um, so Charlotte decides she'll help George through the speech. Or she does, sorry. It happens. Um, what did you think? I Again, I just watched it on a recap. Did you think it was believable? Did you like it? Yeah, I felt really, really sorry for George because he's practising and practising and he's in his carriage and it looks like he has some sort of panic attack meltdown thing. And I just felt so sorry for him and I hate feeling sorry for people and I just couldn't handle it. And then he's hiding under the bed, isn't he? That's his safe place. And she she comes and has a pep talk and then she says, we'll bring government to us. And I'm just thinking let it go he can't do it and and then I was really anxious then on edge waiting for him to fudge up yeah because I was like it's gonna happen oh no they're gonna make out that it's fine okay he's done that fine but then this is when he's gonna take his shirt off and start praying to the moon again like (laughs) it was it was difficult for me to watch this is one of the reasons we've really struggled to watch the show and why we're only reviewing this like literally a year or whatever since it's been out. But it's it's hard to watch. It's sad. It's a little bit depressing. And that's not the reason we watch Bridgerton. We watch Bridgerton as a bit of a mood booster, don't we? <laughs> Normally. Escapism. Yeah, escapism, bit of fantasy. Um, yeah, it's a bit sad. But... Um... They do it. They have the party. He does the speech and everything, doesn't he? It goes all right. Yeah. Um, And Princess Augusta has this newfound respect for Charlotte because of this, doesn't she? She kind of credits her yeah, for helping George. This is where Charlotte does take the reins and she does basically take on George as her responsibility, doesn't she? And, and supports yeah. him. But what I didn't get is later on in the episode... George is like saying, oh, like no one's having a drink with me. So I was like, well, how has this been? Or is that just him being anxious and catastrophizing? Yeah. Or is that all just a setup so that she can say, 
no, George, I cannot have a drink with you because I'm a child again. Right. Which again, I just want to say, I don't think was a thing then because they didn't understand that you can't drink when you're pregnant. So, <gasps> again, I think that's like a modern thing. Are you sure? Oh, you're right. Because actually my partner's mum was saying that, oh, didn't they used to encourage women to drink Guinness in the 60s or 50s or something? Yeah, and like this is this this is like the seventeen hundreds that like, they didn't understand. Like a lot of people drank beer and wine because it was okay. even drinking water. How like you... they didn't understand that drinking would cause problems with babies. So I think it's just like another little Bridgerton modern thing they've put in there. So how would you have liked them to have told the audience that she was with child again? Maybe <laughs> he's <laughs> maybe he's cuddling her. And he has his hands on her tummy and he feels something move and it's baby kicking and he looks really surprised. Yeah, maybe. Or she just gives birth. She's like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll have a drink. Ah! And then she has a <laughs> um, Yeah, I think it was just a device, wasn't it? But do you think as well, the reason why he was like, no one will drink with me is because it's to show that it hasn't really worked? Oh, do you not reckon? I just want to know what the function of it was for him to say that, because he didn't need to say that, did he? Yeah, I think they sometimes downplay how... I think if I'm honest, maybe it's not realistic again, is it? The way his um, his mental disorder affects his life. Like, in real life, the king guy was, like, shaking hands with a tree and talking to it and stuff. Whereas in this, I think we've seen one time where he's talking to the moon and then everything else, it's like, oh, he's just a bit anxious sometimes yeah. in his carriage. He's yeah. having a little bit of a panic attack. And I'm like, that's, you know, that's quite common. That's not anything out of the ordinary. Like, in real life, this guy was, like, I don't know, talking to animals and stuff. Was he? What else did he do? I know he was like shaking hands with an oak tree and talking to it like it was one of his ambassadors or something, but yeah. I can't remember what else. We'll have to look it up. Yeah, do you remember there was that documentary or that film and it was called The The, the Mad Life yeah. The Life of Mad King George? Yeah. Um Yeah, you're right. That's the problem. They they should have had him do some really crazy stuff. Yeah. Like stuff that is would really make us think, oh my word, he actually cannot function. Yeah, um, not just oh he gets a bit anxious before his speech because I was like that's downplaying it so much. Yeah, and then anyone who ever gets that thinking, well if he can't be king because he gets anxious, then I can't. <laughs> like I can't yeah. do stuff. Like yeah, you're right. It's downplaying, isn't it? it? It was really his illness was really really severe, wasn't it? Like. Yeah, it was awful, yeah. really. Um, and then we go to the, I say present day, we're with the older Queen Charlotte, yeah. as in, like, you know, from the other Bridgerton series. And her kids, she's basically berating her kids again because they haven't had heirs. And they basically tell her, and they actually say, look, love, you completely lack compassion. You aren't a great mum. And they criticise her. Um, and she has to stop and think for a moment, doesn't she? Yeah, and and what did you think of this scene then? Well, again, it was just to recap, so it's hard <laughs> for me to comment. But I was a bit like, yeah, about time, because 
do you remember when we were watching a couple of the other episodes and we were quite horrified um and disturbed by how cold she was with her kids it's like she just did not love them yeah and like when her son's wife dies or I can't remember is it her granddaughter Charlotte dies in childbirth she just literally looked like she couldn't give less of a shit and we were like this is not nice to watch yeah so I'm glad they've turned around and been like no you're shit mum yeah but why was she a shit mum I think they just showed that she was so obsessed with continuing the line and getting heirs and that practicality of, of this is the royal family, we've got to continue it. And she wasn't capable of then being a kind, loving mum because she was so driven. And maybe because George is so like out of it, she's felt like she had to step in and be king and queen. I don't know. Yeah, and she had to take that mantle... And also, if he was clearly, he clearly was unfit to open Parliament. So what happened all the other years where he obviously wasn't well enough? Did she do that then? Yeah. Because that would explain why she maybe just didn't have the capacity to be a nurturing and and loving mum. But I don't think her character is that loving and compassionate because even the way she spoke to George... She remember she used to be very angry and frustrated with him. Mm. And you and I were like, whoa, she's not compassionate. She's not kind. No. Time with him. So maybe that's just her personality. She's just quite abrupt and to the point. But again, hard to love. And because she's the main character, I think it's hard. Maybe this is another reason we struggled with the show. I know maybe that's why I did. When you have a main character that you don't particularly like, I think it's hard to enjoy the show. Because yeah. you want to root for the main character, you want them to, you want to find things in them that you admire or you like, and you want them to succeed and be successful in the story. Yeah. And I just found it hard to like her. Yeah. Yeah, that is part of the problem, isn't it? And even her own kid, and we're not alone there because they must have asked the actress to perform in such a way that then when her kids turn around and say, "You're bad, mum." We're not like, whoa, what are you on about? We're like, yeah, we yeah. see that. You, she isn't she isn't the warmest character, is she? But why no. did they, why did the TV show people decide that they wanted the kids to say that at this point? Because the kids are in their forties by this point. So why are they deciding Exactly? Well, they are telling her, aren't they, that they that she is going to be expecting her first grandchild or great grandchild or whatever it is. Um, one of them is pregnant, right? So maybe now it's happening. I don't know because then some of them said they've lost children. Yeah, so, so they, I don't know. they basically, the eldest daughter and the oldest son basically say, you don't know how hard we've tried to have children. You don't know how many children we've lost. You're a bad mum. And then she thinks, and then at the end of the episode, they're like, mum, you know, we're going to have a baby. And she's happy. So I don't get why the show even included the conversation about mum, you're bad mum. Because I think it was quite obvious to the audience that she wasn't very loving. Or is it because it's the last episode of the series and we need to see her character, like, have some kind of momentous change, like, and some kind of resolution? So it's like, it's, it's something to spur her to change, to become a better person or something. I, I don't know. We don't see her change or be a better no, person unless don't. we see that in season three of Bridgerton. Yeah. 
It could be another setup for season three. It could be. And maybe we see her sons more in season three. Maybe there's like a potential love triangle, maybe, with one of her sons. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Do we do you think Queen Charlotte will have a love interest in season three? Hmm. I I don't know though, because they're trying to set it up as this amazing love story, so they're not gonna do it. They can't set up this massive love story between her and George and then have her shagging someone else in series three. There's no way. It's just not doable, is it? Um, do you ah, so this is why I think then. We were disappointed, weren't we, that we didn't get to see um, the love life of Mama Bridgerton in Queen Charlotte because we, I don't know about you, but I kind of forgot that Lady Danbury is a bit older than Mama Bridgerton. So I was expecting for yeah. Queen Charlotte to see um, the love story of Lady Featherington when she was younger and Mama Bridgerton. But maybe they yeah. worked that out because in season three or four of Bridgerton, we're going to see some like saucy, sexy stuff with those characters. I think so, yeah. And that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. So what we see now, which I think is a bit weird, I'm, I'm going to say, I want to see what you think. Lady Bridgerton is hanging out with Lady Danbury and Lady Bridgerton keeps going on about how she needs to get laid. Mm. and Lady D is also like yeah it's been a long time for me as well and she does not tell Lady Bridgerton about the fling with her dad understandably so it's a bit of an awkward conversation to have with your friend but Violet happens to find the hat that her dad made Lady Danbury at Lady Danbury's house as they're having this conversation which is an epic coincidence and it's like she pots it all together in her head and she realises that Lady Danbury shagged her dad basically what what a leap what a leap though yeah true true but you were right maybe he makes hats for ladies that he has sex with and what's shocking is she's fine with it you find out that one like your best friend shagged your dad like 10 15 years ago and you're fine with it would you be fine with that doesn't make sense. I would be mortified if my friend shagged my dad. Yeah, there'd be so many questions. And okay, you know, presumably she loved her mum, even if her mum was like a bit of a douche. You still probably would feel a bit weird that your mum, like you'd want to know, did mum know? Like You'd have so many questions. How long did it go on for? Were you guys in love? Like, are your children my half-siblings? I'd have so many questions. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. And and there's something so naive about Mama Bridgerton. We've said we've said this from season one of Bridgerton. There's a naivety and a childlikeness, innocence about her. That part of me was thinking, does she get it, or does she just think mm. that they were friends? I mean, I think she knows mm. the fact, but her reaction was weird. I think so. I don't think. Again, not not real, not realistic. And it's such a big secret to have been kept between them. Yeah. If nothing else, you'd be like, "Oh, I feel a bit weird about this. Like, why hasn't it come up?" Or yeah, and like we, the audience, know that it was a really short fling, and it we really didn't amount to anything. But Lady um, Bridgerton doesn't know that. All she knows is they had a sexual relationship. 
there'd be so many questions. For all she knows, this could have been like a 10-year relationship. She could have kids with the guy. Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a bit weird. It's a bit disappointing. Yeah. And it, there's so many things that are shocking about this for that time period. So I guess I, I think Mama Bridgerton is assuming that the affair happened when her mother died. Oh, I do you reckon? I don't know, and we don't. I didn't know, know the mum died. Well, we don't know who died first, the mum or dad. But if she thinks, oh, mum died and dad was a widow, and maybe he found comfort in Lady Danbury's arms, still, still a bit weird though, isn't it? Yeah, and I'd feel awkward. Be I think I'd have to tell the person. Like, if I became friends with somebody, I'd have to sit them down and say, look, I need to get this off my chest because it feels <gasps> weird. But, like, a long time ago, me and your dad had a couple of drinks and, you know, one thing led to another. It, like, I find it weird that you would keep it a secret from that person. Oh, Chris, I don't know. I think, can you put that in a poll? If you slept <laughs> with your friend's dad, would you tell them? <laughs> Let's do this as a poll. I love polls. What do you predict? I predict people are going to say, oh... What do you predict people are going to say? Yes, they would. Me personally, I can't live with that kind of burning secret. It would eat me up. And every time I got drunk with that person, you know, having a couple of port wines, I'd be so scared that it would come out. Yeah. You so, would, you, but see, Chris, you just, you can't keep secrets. That's your problem. I, I find it hard to keep secrets. And also, how would you have that conversation? Because... Lady Danbury knew Mama Bridgerton when Mama Bridgerton was a little girl. So, ah, oh, it's not like they met afterwards. They kind of knew each other. So how would you drop that into conversation? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Also as well, how does Lady Danbury feel about the fact that now Mama Bridgerton knows that she slept around because that is really controversial, but... Then I'm thinking, hang on, is this whole thing set up because Mama Bridgerton is about to sleep around and they want to establish now, early on, that they're both open-minded women, they're not, yeah. they're not bound to the constraints of society? Maybe. Maybe they'll be, like, visiting the brothels together in season three in, like, the back streets of um, Bridgerton, wherever they live. Yeah. Giving hats London. to all of their male suitors to keep the tradition yeah. alive. Yeah. Oh, and then it just felt so odd as well that the relationship, the, the the affair, sort of just ends. Like, I would have really liked to have seen the interaction between um, Lady Danbury and the dad um, more. Yeah. Yeah. Some, like, little... It should have been, like... Yeah. It should have been introduced from episode one while she was still married but there should have been like moments like in the library or playing billiards or there should have been billiards. billiards. <laughs> there should have been something leading up to it so that when he did die, it was like at boiling point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we'll put some polls up. So head to our basic page to answer our polls. Let us know what you think, if you agree or disagree with anything we've said. Is there anything else we, we wanted to add, Nat? Just that, um, can you write down the polls? Because I don't remember them. Cool. Will do. Well, I suppose oh, well, thanks for listening. this will be us now until 
Bridgerton season three is released, which I understand is to be released on Christmas Day. Which I was shocked at. I was like, who's going to watch it on Christmas Day? I bet. That's going to cause a lot of family arguments. Let's do a poll. Who's going to watch it on Christmas <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There's another poll. What percentage of people do you think, do you predict, are going to watch it on Christmas Day? I'm going to say 35% of people are going to watch it. I was thinking 20. Oh, quite low. It'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah. Great. So I suppose, you know, you won't hear from us now until December or January. But if you've got any ideas or any questions or anything that you want us to discuss, um, pop us a message on Facebook and we will happily uh, meet your demands. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're not holding us hostage, but it does sound like that <laughs> the way I framed it. <laughs> oh. But yeah, that's it. Chris, do you have any parting words? Any last thoughts on Charlotte, uh, Queen Charlotte, before we finish? Um, I did see some comments on Facebook, not on our page, but on other pages, saying that, you know, there were some people out there that think that Queen Charlotte is better than Britain series one and two. And, you know, each their own. Um, but I was surprised, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, I, I, not for me, not for me. Um but I do think it was partly because the storyline was so sad. Mm. Um, it was a really difficult story to tell. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to season three. Same here. And also, um, I'd like to do. I'd like to see what you guys think. I like to, maybe another poll, Chris. Was Queen Charlotte better than Bridgerton one and two? Um, okay. Yeah, I did like. I'll begrudgingly do that poll. Yeah, begrudgingly do it. For me, the highlight of the whole season was that whole dynamic where they're kind of a bit angry with each other. He shouts at her at the table. They have sex reluctantly, but when they do have sex, it's really intense. To me, I think that was probably better than some of the sex scenes in Bridgerton, to be honest. I thought I actually yes. really enjoyed that. So I think bravo to Queen Charlotte for doing that. Yeah, for the bath scene was a particular favourite of mine. Yeah. Yeah, that and was... the guy that plays George is super hot. I'm sorry, it's ridiculous. He's yeah, yeah. If you're listening, um, very hot. You you're ridiculous <laughs> 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 for being so attractive. So that's on yeah. you. That's not on us. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was going to say something that I can't remember now. So. Yeah. Oh, what would be lovely is to hear again, Chris, another poll. What what everyone's favorite highlight of of Queen Charlotte was? You know mine. That's my highlight. Chrissy just sort of copied me because she's not very yeah. cool. But you know, let me know what your favorite part of Queen Charlotte was. That'd be lovely. Chris, write it down. Do a poll. Cool. Okay. Well, as usual, thanks for listening and have a good rest of the week. Have a lovely Bye. week. Bye.